You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, I need you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to tell your smart device to play Podcast Locked on Mets. At a time where bad news seems to be way too prevalent in the sports world, the Mets were dealt with a new low on Tuesday as it was announced that Noah Syndergaard will have to undergo Tommy John surgery. And at this point, Not only do you know he's not going to be in the Mets rotation this season, you have to wonder how much, if any, Syndergaard pitches in 2021, which would have been his last year as a Met. So, huge blow to this franchise as they try to contend in this short window. So, of course, obviously the whole show today is going to be talking about Noah Syndergaard. In the first half, I'm going to talk about about the injury, what that means for the Mets in the short term for this season. And then in the second half, talk about this in Syndergaard's perspective, what this means for the future of him and really how the Mets deal with this loss long term. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, check me out on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsmerizeOnline.com. So Noah Syndergaard apparently started to feel a little bit of tenderness in that arm at the end of spring training before it was shut down. They got an MRI on it, showing that partial tear in the ulnar collateral ligament. Got a second opinion after some time trying to decide whether he was going to try to rehab and avoid surgery or if he was going to have the surgery. They now announced that this Thursday Syndergaard will go under the knife and get Tommy John And really, this is such a big blow to this team because a lot of the high ceiling that people have been projecting for the Mets relied on Noah Syndergaard having a real breakout year. I don't know if breakout is the right term because he has still been a very good starting pitcher, although up and down throughout his entire career. We saw some amazing stuff early on, 2015, 2016. There was a little bit of injuries that he dealt with. Last year, completely healthy, had some great times, had some peaks and valleys for sure. But this was supposed to be the year that Syndergaard put it all together and was really that 1A, 1B ace alongside Jacob deGrom. And now without that, the top end of the Mets starting rotation just doesn't look as dominant. Marcus Stroman can be a very solid number two. I think he's going to have a big year. He's in a contract year. He clearly needs to perform. I think he's comfortable in New York. And I think Stroman can be that second guy alongside Jacob deGrom. But he sure looks a lot better as your number three starter. And then you move down the line. And now I think Steven Matz becomes your three starter. But there was you know some debate as to whether Steven Matz was going to make the rotation. I always thought that that was ridiculous. But at the same time... Steven Matz, as a back-end starter, is great. You put him towards the top half of your rotation, and the Mets now really need Steven Matz to have that 
great season where he puts it all together and pitches the way he did at City Field last year, everywhere he goes and every fifth day, he gives you a good start. All of a sudden, of course, having Michael Waka and Rick Porcello, it is a big benefit to this team to have that depth. They now have a clear starting rotation for whenever the season starts. Assuming no other injuries, you'll have Jacob DeGrom, Marcus Stroman, Steven Matz being the lefty to break up the other two righties of Porcello and Waka. And everyone was pitching well in spring training before this. So if Rick Porcello and Michael Waka can kind of go back and be something close to what they were in the past, the Mets could be all right this year. They do have the depth to absorb a loss of one of their starters. But outside of Jacob deGrom, Noah Syndergaard was the starter you did not want to lose. I mean, what he brings to the table as someone that just has incredible stuff, the ability to be able to go out and just blank a lineup. I've said this before, but to me, as good as Jacob deGrom is, and he has been the best pitcher on the planet for the past two years, the best outings, the games that you see Every season where there's always that one or two games where Noah Syndergaard is clicking, he's the best pitcher on this team when everything clicks. And it doesn't happen enough, and that's why Jacob deGrom is clearly the ace because he has that ability to do it every fifth day. But you'll see those games where Noah Syndergaard would just have it. Complete control of his stuff, and he could throw a complete game shutout with 90 pitches, and you just think, Wow, this guy can be incredible. Now, all of a sudden, the Mets lose that. And they don't just lose that for this season. As I suggested, I mean, this is the 2021 now where Noah Syndergaard probably isn't going to be pitching for the Mets. Granted, they say 12 months could be the recovery time for Tommy John surgery. But a lot of times, it's more 18 months. And so, whether he gets back on the mound next year at all, They're not going to have Noah Syndergaard for a full season in 2021. If they are lucky, best case scenario, Noah Syndergaard comes back in 2021, way down the line, around the All-Star break in peak form. He gets himself to something close to what he was before this injury. And maybe if the Mets are completely lucky, they could have a Noah Syndergaard ready for a 2021 playoff push. But This season, out the window. Opening day 2021, in my opinion, out the window. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Noah Syndergaard never pitches for the Mets again. And that's really sad to say. But he's going to be a free agent after that 2021 season. And who knows what can happen at that time. I mean, there is an endless string of possibilities of what the future for Noah Syndergaard can be. Maybe this is something that, ironically, in a weird way, keeps Noah Syndergaard with the Mets a little bit longer because maybe he'll have to sign a contract with the Mets to prove it when he would have been a free agent. I don't know. I'm going to get into all of that stuff, what the future holds for Noah Syndergaard and the Mets in just a minute. But first, do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale of 2020. If you're looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings Smart Scales are known for their durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. 
Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even knows who's who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to w-i-t-h-i-n-g-s.com slash MLB to get 25% off your Body Plus body composition scale. That's w-i-t-h-i-n-g-s.com slash MLB to get 25% off your Body Plus body composition scale. Now, I know it seems a little bit early to say that Noah Syndergaard's career with the Mets could be over, but let's just look at the last two high-profile Tommy John surgeries the Mets had in their starting rotation. First, you had Matt Harvey. He gets hurt at the end of the 2013 season. You remember, he was on top of the world, started the All-Star game at City Field, all that great stuff. Then, at the end of the year, he gets hurt. He ended up getting the surgery on October 22nd, 2013, and he had a little bit more of a speedy recovery than Zach Wheeler. He was actually aiming to return in the next September, 11 months post-surgery. So he was really fast with it, but the Mets didn't want to rush him back. They were out of contention, so they decided to push that off until the next season, and he only missed 2014, then he returned in 2015, has arguably the best season ever for a pitcher off of Tommy John surgery. Throws way too many innings, and maybe that ruins his career. We can't go back in time now and figure out what would have happened had the Mets shut down Matt Harvey, but he has that amazing 2015 season. Game 5 of the World Series, pitch outstanding, and then, of course, from that point on, he was never the same. Zach Wheeler, on the other hand, was someone the Mets we're a little bit more cautious with, and we now just saw him cash in on a monster contract with the Philadelphia Phillies. He had his Tommy John surgery before that magical 2015 season, and really the timeline actually syncs up pretty on par with where Noah Syndergaard is. It was announced on March 16th that he had the torn UCL, and then Wheeler got the surgery on March 25th, 2015, which is right around when Syndergaard's going to get it, the surgery, of course, being scheduled for the 26th. He did end up pitching the next year a little bit. He made a rehab start in August of that year in 2016 after missing the entire 2015 season and most of the 2016 season, but he ended up having a mild flexor strain. It wasn't worth it to rush him back. In 2016. So he ended up missing two full seasons. And then you realize too. 2017 didn't pitch great. Had some injuries also. 2018 he finally got back to himself. In that second half. And then we saw 2019. He was a solid starting pitcher from the Mets. And was able to like I said. Cash in and get that big contract. Luckily for Wheeler. 
the injury happened early enough before his free agent years that he was able to bounce back and to reestablish his value. Noah Syndergaard has terrible luck in the timing of this injury because now, like I said, if he misses two seasons the same way Zach Wheeler did, Noah Syndergaard is looking at a reality of having to become a free agent without throwing a baseball in a major league game in two years. What are teams going to think? I think anyone would be dying to get Noah Syndergaard on their team, but no one's going to be giving him a long-term deal. The most he's getting is one year, and you got to prove it and reestablish your value. So this is just a devastating injury for Syndergaard on so many levels because not only can he not compete and help this team win now, you're talking about the potential nine-figure contract that it seemed inevitable that Noah Syndergaard would get. Who knows if that's ever going to come for the guy now. He really now has to go through the surgery or rehab and get back to what he once was. I think this was always something in the back of everyone's mind when it came to Noah Syndergaard because you see a guy built that way, throwing that hard, and everyone was wondering if that elbow, if the arm was ever going to give out, and unfortunately it has. So it's a really tough injury for Noah Syndergaard. I think the Mets are lucky in the short term that they have the depth to maybe still compete without him. I think you need... Michael Waka or Rick Porcello, one of the two of them, to rediscover what they once were and be a very quality starting pitcher again. And then you need Steven Matz and Marcus Stroman to step up and be the type of pitchers that we think they can be. Stroman, of course, has a much more proven track record of being a frontline starter. Steven Matz has all the potential in the world. So I think the Mets are okay in the short term, but then you look past this season Waka and Porcello are on one-year deals. Obviously, Jacob DeGrom's locked up with the long-term contract extension. Steven Matz will still be with the Mets, but what else is behind them now in that 2021 rotation? You have David Peterson and some other prospects that could step up and establish themselves as major league starters in that time, but the Mets have also just traded two of their top starting pitching prospects in Anthony Kay and Justin Dunn in deals to get Edwin Diaz, Robinson Cano, and Marcus Stroman. And so now those two guys that would have been ready to maybe step into their rotation are now pitching in Seattle and Toronto. That's a couple options that are off the table. I think that all of this may set up a situation where the Mets could consider re-signing Marcus Stroman to a contract extension now. Maybe not during this season. Maybe they just sign him to a new contract after the year is over when they can still negotiate before he officially becomes a free agent. Maybe that's something that becomes a more likely reality with the need to have that depth in the rotation. But this is just a devastating blow for everyone because Noah Syndergaard is now kind of falling into that unfortunate category of what if when it comes to New York Mets players. Someone who came onto the scene as Thor and you wondered and hoped for this future of him being a top five starting pitcher in baseball, and it just never quite came together. What the Mets have gotten from Noah Syndergaard across his five-year career is still exceptional. I don't want to sell him short. I mean, 3-3-1 ERA across five seasons. They've gotten him to make 118 starts during that span. He has 
775 strikeouts in 716 innings. He has been a very good starting pitcher for the New York Mets. He just hasn't been as good as was promised. And unfortunately, the timing of this injury just couldn't be worse. And now the future of Noah Syndergaard in a Mets uniform is completely put in doubt now. So hopefully he has a speedy recovery and maybe he can contribute to the 2021 Mets. But right now, 2020 is absolutely going to have to take place without Noah Syndergaard at the top of the Mets rotation. And that is just really unfortunate. Anyway, that'll be all for today's edition of Locked On Mets. I will be talking prospects tomorrow unless some other big news drops. That's what I was planning on doing today until we got this unfortunate announcement. So thank you for listening. Make sure you check out the Locked On MLB podcast every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. And don't forget, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets.